Why You Can't Cody is episode 77 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down is the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E.T.E., a.k.a. The Wonton Don, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. Maybe Got Gottlie Locks, AKA, according to Cody. A.k.a. Uh, dreaded Debo and shit. <laughs> I, I think Gil- Gilbert Gottfried and God of War is still my favorite. <laughs> I do God like of God of War. God of War. <laughs> but um, you can find me at CNOVA KPZ on Twitter, I think. I forgot my, my Twitter. It doesn't matter. It's not like anybody looks me up. McCoy? At, at Twitter.com. You want to find me at CD Record on everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's your boy McCoy, aka Mr. What to Do, aka Young Splash God, aka No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Doped Up Danny, aka FBI Mike, aka Hip Hop Harry, aka Hallway Jones, because. Ringtone. But what? Ring, ring. <laughs> and you can find me at. Uh... <laughs> you can find me at McCoy KPZ <laughs> on Twitter, at McCoy KPZ, and you can find me on Snapchat at McCoy Rebel. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'll be at. Cody? Cody. Um, the real CD record and everything. <laughs> the real CD. <laughs> <laughs> the real CD. <laughs> Not the phony. As you guys have probably picked up on, we are missing a fourth member this week. Uh, oh, shit. We are missing. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have picked up on that real quick because he do be quiet every now and then. And then he's like, <sighs> right, my exactly. name is Ross. <laughs> I'm still friends with them. <laughs> It'll be like 12 seconds of silence and then, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out well, Russ. Uh... Shout out Russ the bus, a.k.a. the Bardman, a.k.a. the Magic School Bus, um, a.k.a. the Progenitor, a.k.a. School Words Q, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Q Universal. Every time he says that, I think of Universal Soul Circus. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with that, but yeah. Maybe he worked there as a child. Anywho. Universal Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. Okay, well, yeah, he's out. Um, so Shout out episode, what, 12, I think? Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. Um, but just so you guys know, you can also um, find us on Facebook at our Facebook group, Not Politically Correct. You can also... Body ITYBB line. Is this um, what we're doing today? I get it. Okay. So if you guys want to stop listening to us now because we're going to be super annoying, this is, I'm, yeah. I'm all game. I'm I actually, got my coffee ready. <laughs> I'm actually uh, thinking about uh, canceling the pot today as well myself because they're super annoying. So if you guys cancel, it's co- it's it's okay. We get it. Um, NP. So uh, we also have a page that you can like, the NPC podcast, pa- podcast page. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and not PC podcast. Um, you can go to listen to us on SoundCloud, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, uh, Google Play, anything that you can listen to shit on except title uh, at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Search us and, you know, go ahead and leave us leave us a comment, rate us, tell us you like now us. Now that's what comments. I call podcasting. If that's a CD, <laughs> we're on that, motherfucker. Um, but go ahead and, you know, let us know how good we are, how bad we are. We'll take that with a grain of salt, but we'd like to know what you think for some odd reason. There's that. So, here we yeah, are. Yeah, Camille, thank you. <laughs> um, she posted the one comment. Oh, Camille. I think it's a Jamil. Like, um, 
Speaking of J-Mill, music. Speaking of Camille, she was on like three episodes of the Milwaukee podcast. Um, for the, yeah. what's it called? Locked on Bucks podcast. I think it was her third one that she was back or maybe fourth. But that's pretty cool that she's featured on there and they, you know, getting her shit Really? Out. Yeah. That's dope. Shout out Camille for that. Shout out to Cody. Uh, so he is uh, <laughs> about LeBron James, who is because um, he's the king. Shut up. Mute, 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 mute. Thank you, McCoy. All right, seven thousand <laughs> points and counting. Um, he is the highest, the player with the highest points in playoff um, history. Yes, thank you. Yeah, like the opposite of Bledsoe. It, oh, it, oh, where's my wait, laptop? Wait, 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 just wait, just wait. You, stay focused. Thank you, TS. Stay focused. No, 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 no. I'm focused on this. I am focused so good. Thank you, TS. He got me. Yeah, no problem. Yep, yep. See? Got some power. See? Took- no <laughs> Wait. You know he got dreads. <laughs> oh, McCoy doesn't have his camera on, so I can't see his expression, but it'll still be satisfying. My camera's okay. definitely on. I don't know why you. No, it's not. You're on your phone. Oh, mm. that's every day it's with that. Okay. Uh, Dingus yeah. McDinkle. All right, so Chris Middleton in the regular season, and that includes the those eight games in the bubble, right before playoffs. Um, he needed three more points to have what is called 50-40-90. So that's fifty percent uh, field goal percentage, forty percent from the three point, right, and ninety uh, percent from the free throw line. Um, he would have been the ninth player in history. To have 50, 40, 90, and the fifth while ad- averaging at least 20 points per game. Chris Meanwhile, Middleton. Yes, Chris Middleton, a.k.a. Matt Bledsoe. Ha. Interesting. Okay. You want Back to see my to facial expression? Others. I'll show you my Yeah, but you have to get off of Twitter for the one second of your life. Oh! Okay. <laughs> How about that for a facial expression, T.S.? <laughs> Yeah. For the people that are listening, he just flipped the camera off. Yeah. Nobody really cares. Like, but it was like zoomed in so far that we could see like a fingernail, and we don't know which one. <laughs> so he could have been just giving us a pinky. I'm not Touche. When it out, pinky out. Thanks, McCoy. So back to <laughs> sports. Um, so because of uh, more and more surplus and cornucopia of racial injustice, um, <laughs> sports canceled. Um, they had meetings. Sports. Resume, cool, and then others. Okay, it's music. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, it sounds like your your the CD in your head was skipping. Right, exactly. Rick, 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 Rick. That is not my connection, speaky, by the speaky, way. Like speaky, that was speaky, speaky, speaky. Yeah, so the Bucks speaky, were the speaky, first. Speaky. Sorry. You want to see my facial expression now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, so the Bucks were the first team to um, boycott Game Five of the playoffs um, against the Magic in response to the um, police shooting of Jacob Blake. Um, the Magic, who the Bucks were playing against, like were on the floor, but the Bucks didn't even go to the floor. They stayed in the locker room. Were not present. So. Um, other teams also was the and the Bucks and Magic, the Rockets, Thunder, Lakers, Blazers. Game fives were postponed in light of the Bucks boycott. Um, the Brewers decided to not play at that 
um, I don't know, I think it was like the next day that they had their game. Um, the and the the players' association for the NBA, um, they had their little meeting, and I don't know why, but the I think it was the Lakers and the Clippers were the only team in favor of like not playing the playoffs anymore. So because there was only two teams saying no, and the rest said we'll play, like so they they resumed. Um, I did hear that uh, President Obama um, convinced the players to resume playing. Um, I think it was like it said like he he talked to Chris Paul and some other players, which you know, like I said, Chris Paul's the president of the Players Association. Um, Packers postponed their practice. Um, and the the Jaguars plan to start theirs Thursday. It said, um, all right, sorry, there was way too many notes. I'm just going through my screen captures. <laughs> there was a lot going on. We even skipped a week, so even more going on. Um, let's see, Star Wars meme, hilarious. Okay, go on. The <laughs> sea <laughs> <laughs> <see> Star Wars meme, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um. R.I.P. Chadwick. Oh, that, that's sports. Um, I'm going through my phone. Oh, all right. I, 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 talked, I talked out loud. I'm sorry. Darth Y'all. No, well, why, why he's going through his phone? R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and that's a, that's a loss. That's a loss. And he played, speaking of sports, he played Jackie Robinson in 42. So, Indeed, that is exactly why I roped that in. That was a good movie. Um, uh, the, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, we, we lost... Uh, I, I mean the Black Panther. I don't know, man. It's, that that one, that one was kind of like, damn, on what? Like, you know, dude, I did not believe you when you said that in the group chat. I'm like, no, like, how, he's not dead. What are you talking? About? Right. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I was just like, damn, that's that's so random and odd. And he was going through cancer for you know, uh, he'd been battling cancer for about four years, like right before he you know was cast as Black Panther and. It's crazy. Like I don't know, man. That's just he gave he gave us seven movies in the four years um, that we all like considered to be grand, you know. Like, and he just like started putting in the work right after that, you know, from the Thirty Good Marshall movie to the fucking Black Panthers to Civil to uh, both of the uh, Avengers movies to Captain America Civil War. Damn, he I did he I did four four of the Marvel movies already. Yeah, that's crazy. And it takes forever to film those stupid movies too. So that man was working. I so kind of nine movies. Literally. My TS, really. You know, so <laughs> I mean, I also, he didn't lie. He didn't lie. Speaking I, of that, though, like I, I, I told, uh, I told Siri. Did I back up the times yet? Uh, <laughs> Why did you start burning, bro? Woof, 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 woof. Looking at. <laughs> so I said, I saw, I read that um, the DJ that did the song "I Like to Move It, Move It" was found dead in his garage. Oh no! And okay. I'm like, that sounds terrible. Like I don't know the backstory, what happened, like stuff. But I just, I said, as terrible as that sounds, and I wanted to know more because all I could do was hear TS in my head saying, "I guess he doesn't like to move it, move it anymore." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, that would be the last thing you want to hear from a uh, graveyard playing in the. Move it. All right. So. I thought that we should all be scared of the thriller soundtrack in a graveyard. Nope, it's I like to move it. <laughs> With the laugh at the end. <laughs> Wait, which song? Yeah. Thriller. Thriller, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, is there a laugh at the end of the movie? Move it? Like, I had to think about it. that. For a <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Dude, God. Dude, Flash from Zootopia is hilarious. <laughs> the sloth. All right. Um, let's see. Adrian Amos from the Packers uh, said, I'm not here solely for your entertainment. I'm a black man. No, I won't shut up when it comes to my community and the problems we face as a whole. If that bothers you, then don't watch me. Don't follow me. Don't support me. If you are not here to help me, then leave. I will be okay. I think that's, I mean, it's like goes without saying, but it's strong for, I mean, user platform. And there's some athletes that I feel like are or can or could risk, you know, they just don't say anything and then, fear of losing any money or sponsorship or stuff and he's like no i'm a human being and that's not like a shut up and dribble kind of thing right right and that's you know i get so drained with the soul with the with the uh, i don't even know how to say it at this point like it's been this has been one hell of a year not that racism hasn't existed before but this has been one hell of a summer one hell of a year with this racist shit, like with this, like motherfuckers are just on the next level. They just turned, like racism turned up. Like there was a, a volume notch oh, of racism. God. Like it went, it got megaphone Manny loud. Like, <laughs> but shit. it goes to 11. Why don't you just make 10 louder? Because like, it goes to 11. Fuck 12. Like, reference. Just, ugh. man, it's just got, it's, it's getting to be a lot. It's getting to be a lot. So, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah, no, I. It's, okay. it's gotten there. Yeah, it's it's you know it got us like Jesus Christ. So I don't know, man. I just I don't know what else we can do. Like, and then the shit. Everybody thinking the shit be far from home. The shit does the dick the Jacob the the. the is it James? talking like me now? Is it James or Jacob? Like I'm sorry. Jacob. Jacob. I that's what I thought it was. I don't know why. I was You're thinking, thinking of James Brown. Right, yes, I am. I am because of the because of the too hot the for the hot tub. The Chadwick, uh, Jacob Blake shit. That shit is like right there. It's like down the street. I mean, if you live in Milwaukee, Kenosis, like your cousins around the corner and shit. Like that's like us. Like really, really, like I don't know. Like I, that just shit. Just shit is just like it's that. It basically happened here at home, bro. Like I've been telling you guys since March. It's really nice saving money here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But anything else with sports, man? Yes, yeah, I just yeah. And uh, a not brighter note, uh, Allen Iverson's um, college coach that basically saved his life um, passed away. John. Um, John Thompson. John Thompson. Yeah. He basically, like, without him, I don't think he'd be in college or he'd be in the NBA to say the least you know he helped him like get out of that bowling arresting bowling alley jail you know thing um 
helped him get in college, stay in college, like mentor him, be a father figure, have a home for him, help him get in the NBA. Like, like he was a huge part of his life. Damn, I didn't know that. I know that he was his coach in Georgetown, but I didn't know that um he yeah. was like did all that for Allen shit. That that makes a lot of sense why Allen yeah. Iverson was so upset. Like I I had seen the tweets and seen you know people reaching out to Allen Iverson and how it would affect. But I'm like, damn, didn't he? Didn't this man coach plenty of other people? Like, but now oh, I see yeah, he he was like a more than a father figure. I feel like he really like saved his life. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but there was a documentary on Allen Iverson. Yeah, I, um, and you seen it? I watched it, and that's why I don't remember. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I didn't realize. Probably because I tried to watch Star Wars with you like three times, and you fell asleep. I'm like, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speak- movie's long as fuck, dog. Speaking of, speaking of that. Like, I need green mile long. <laughs> Pause? Pause, too. Like, I, I, I get what Kermit you're saying. Kermit the Frog, like, shivering. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, get, I get what you're saying, though, T.S. They, they are green mile long. Um, the the, But I wasn't going to mention that, too. I wanted to... The new three the three new uh, Star Wars, the last trilogy of the last, like, five years, I need to go back and watch all of that shit, because, like... It's funny, because I just watched every Star Wars movie twice within the past week and a half. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. All of them? All nine? Plus the, the, the spinoffs and shit? Yeah. And then I watched right. um, the, the Clone Wars movie and then the Clone Wars TV series and then Star Wars Rebels and then there's some other... Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. Richard Jefferson is a, is a poop head. I don't um, remember him. The he said... Player? Yeah, he said Giannis might be a, a Pippin. There, I said it. He needs his Jordan, which I feel like that puts a lot of disrespect on Scottie Pippen. Um, because they were Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were like at the same tier yeah. level almost. Yeah. Like there was not. It wasn't like a sidekick thing. Um, Scottie Pippen replied and said, "I'm not Giannis. I don't have back-to-back league MVPs. Parentheses. He will in a matter of days, and he's not me." The question is, who were you as a player? Laughing face. Uh, uh, so, uh, drop the mic. Damn, Scotty, beam me up. Nah, I fuck with that. That's that's definitely way. First of all, he's right though. Uh, Giannis mm-hmm. is first of all not no, and this is no disrespect to Scotty because I'm definitely the type of nigga that said, that feel like Scotty was cheated and could have ran his own team. But if there's anybody that's a Jordan, it's a Giannis. So. Mm-hmm. And then that's no disrespect to Scotty. Not... And that you can say Middleton's Pippen. I, I, I would not yeah, say that. Middleton is more like Pippen than anything. As I'm not I... even really a sports dude like that, but nobody ever shoots a basket and says, Pippen. Right. <laughs> nobody <laughs> ever really calls out Scotty Pippen for anything, really. It, it, you're either calling guys... Kobe or Jordan. It'd be guys taking other guys' girls and being like, Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's oh, no, that's future, don't, right? You no, know, yeah, that is that's definitely future. Take so the other Robin. guy takes crying in the corner. Right. <laughs> Hendrix. Um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. As much as I don't like Chris Middleton, he is our Pippin. He and he is, and he's damn good. As I listen, I used to hate, but I'm, I'm a man who likes to use logic and science and the numbers and science point to Middleton is way better than I assumed. I was wrong, and I admit that, I was wrong. Chris Middleton's a great player. I, I didn't. He, he made. Yeah, he we made, could tell he, that you are admitting that you're wrong, as you gave me the middle finger just moments ago about yeah. me saying how great. Middleton no, was I, did, I did that because you were anti uh, Eric uh, Bledsoe. Oh, I it, never said that. I never said that. I'm just pro Middleton. You did. You said Eric Bledsoe, not Chris Middleton. 
That was, you know what you said? That doesn't mean right. that I'm he against Bledsoe. He said Chris Bledsoe, Middleton, not, what? a.k.a. not Bledsoe. Yeah, he is not Bledsoe, is he? Not? <laughs> Get your ass out of here, dog. I hate niggas, bro. This is I live here. <laughs> Get out your house. Go outside. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, uh, I definitely was wrong. Middleton is, and he was he was MVP twice, or not MVP, um, All-Star twice in a row, right? Mm, he went to mm, Austin. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, he went this year and last year, right? So that's the sports guy. So at this point, yeah, I was wrong. Chris Middleton is definitely an amazing player. We have him, we have Giannis. We will get a championship with them too. Mm. You said mm. we're 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 down three to nothing in the series. We I'm not saying game. I'm not wait. I'm not saying this year. I think I think Oh, I if if we don't win this year, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. There might be another thirty years. You Dude, think I so? am so pissed about this season. Wait a minute. 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 Cody, you think if we don't win this year, we have no chance in the near future? Um, I'm not gonna hold my breath. I don't say no chance, but I this it's getting less and less likely. Last year we made it to the semifinals. This year we're getting we're not even making it to the semifinals. It looks like. So you think? Oh, I think honestly, for me, this is what I think. I think COVID really shifted a lot of shit. I mean, it's been a crazy... I don't even count this year, really. Whoever whoever wins this year is going to have an asterisk. And rightfully so. It True, but, it threw, you know, like, I agree with that, but 50 years from now, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, the, who lost because, you know, and there's, you know, the COVID thing. They're just going to be like, oh, this team won, you know? That's true. I because, understand. Yeah. And I was the first one to say there's going to be an asterisk. This is not fair, but, like, it is what it is. We got to deal with it, you know? Yeah, no, I you, you right, you right on fifty years fifty years from now. But us right now, people in our twenties, thirties, kids watching basketball, people playing basketball, we know what the fuck is going on in the world. So we all gonna we our children might be like, Oh yeah, I remember when that old man LeBron James and fucking what's his name, A D one, you know, might be saying that twenty years from now. And he might not care. Oh, or I'm sorry. No, I I'm I make sure to no to get in his head and be like that is LeBron James, what does he say? And Taco Tuesday. I have to edit this. <laughs> Tamagotchi that. says, Taco Tuesday. Wait, so listen, but listen, but listen, but listen. So, like, some shit that might have happened in the 70s. Like, if a motherfucker didn't win the back, didn't win the championship in, like, 1969, 71, they were like, because of the Vietnam War, we don't give a shit. You're right. You, we don't care. Um, but but we know what the fuck going on. And I still Correct. have hope. Dodgers. I still have hope. I still have hope that LeBron, or not LeBron, um, Giannis and the Bucks can get us to a championship, bro. Within the next, within the next five years. Now, now, listen. If we were five years out and this was still happening, and we were doing that shit like that the Packers used to do a lot, like in the early 2010s, where we would get close, but you know, no cigar. We'd all make it to the playoffs, but no cigar. You know what I'm saying? If we like three years from now, if we still doing this, we still kind of just in round two, and we can't make it past it. Yes, you know, but I, time I think, will tell. But Giannis is not playing smart right now like when it matters and counts the most you know he's i feel like he's he's trying to be dominant but then he's making sloppy plays and it's not you know not the only team member and stop trying to win the team for yourself and like you gotta think about the the big picture right i damn that's... yeah like uh make sure bledsoe doesn't have the ball uh, here we go ts <laughs> Okay, so he's really good at driving the ball down court. He's just not good at he sits up. scoring. <laughs> <laughs> he went from dread, he went from Durag to dread. Either way, 
<laughs> but if he has Coach TS on his say he's going to have a lot of assists, <laughs> just no <laughs> points. <laughs> right, right. Don't even touch that shit. Give it, uh, give it to him. <laughs> give it to him. Get your um, ass off the. Get on, get on the. So that was George little, Hill. Get out there. And um, poo poo on Richard Jefferson, but then he redeemed himself because uh, Steve Nash is the new coach for the Nets. Really? Um, yes. Now Stephen A. Steelen, Stephen A. Smith said <laughs> that that's white privilege. Richard Jefferson said Derek Fisher, Jason Kidd all got jobs right away because they're 20 years of high-level uh, basketball IQ. Please don't question Steve Nash's hire or make this about anything else. How was that like, How was that white privilege? I mean, right. like what? And first of all, Stephen A. Smith, you don't even, when we be doing the Black Lives Matter shit, we be trying to, you was anti-Colin Kaepernick, all that shit. Shut your bitch ass up. You don't know what the fuck anti-black or white is. Yeah, if he's gonna sit his bean head, the bean head ass the fuck down somewhere. Which, don't... but I'm oh, sorry, continue. No, I just yeah. he's a bean head ass nigga. Like that's it, that's it. Um, I forgot to mention too. Uh, when when the Bucks and other teams um protested and did not play Game Five of the playoffs, um, Kenny Smith and I think TNT um said that. As being a black man, he wants to support them and do the right thing. So he said, I am going to walk off. And he unplugged his mic and walked off while they're doing their show, which I think that was pretty cool of him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, apparently, and this is just kind of like a fun tidbit. Um, if you do like the sports and history things, so let's see. Um, and. Let's see, yesterday was the September 4th in 1993. Jim Abbott, born without a right hand, pitched a no-hitter. So that's crazy. Cool. Did he pitch from his right or his left? He doesn't have a... (sighs) No, I'm saying, like, did he use his, like, some... His nub? (laughs) (laughs) So I was gonna say some people are very talented with the end of their thing, and then they do. They, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this. I'm gonna like ninety miles an hour. I'm gonna wrap this up now. Uh, <clears throat> that's what she said. He, he just had a cannon of an arm, like no, literally, it was a cannon at the end of that damn arm. <laughs> Cyborg. <laughs> he literally inserted a gun. At the, right. Get to pump that joint up. Like a super soaker. Right, like he teamed up with Nerf. In order to... You guys, this is terrible. No, it's not because he, he, he has a cannon it. arm. Like, how's that terrible? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Mr. Bionic Man. Like, what? Right. I don't participate that in was, this. What, was that in the era of the Nike sneakers when they did the pump up thing, too? So, I mean, there oh. was a lot of stuff that was like. Stump up instead of <laughs> pump up? <laughs> Right, exactly. He used to beat the fucking sneakers and high heels. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working, honey. Um, yeah, so so Dwayne the Rock Johnson confirms that he and his entire family tested positive for COVID. They're apparently oh, safe. That's they're apparently now safe and uh, not contagious and healthy now, but oh, that's yeah, all right. happening. 
Um, and I'm sure... I thought that was just a meme. I saw somebody saying uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's family caught COVID and they knew it because they couldn't smell what the Rock was cooking. Oh That's my. a funny meme, but yeah, they actually did all get COVID. That's terrible. Can you stop? <laughs> Russell, where are you? <laughs> I just would like to say that this show is on match shenanigans today, and I don't even know if this episode is gonna come out. Um, so Can you call this episode half cocks. <laughs> half, co- yeah. That, I'm put it, put it, put it in the thing, TS. Put AKA thing, Chubb. AKA Chubb. Chubb's <laughs> Chubb's half cocks. Chubb's half cocks. Yeah, we go. There we go. Chubb's half cock. Right in I TS. forget. I had a a few um, good transitions, and I forget how they were gonna go, and I only found one note, but. This has nothing to do with sports, but Atlanta picked to be at home for uh, the Grammy Museum, which I don't understand how there can be a Grammy Museum because it's like bands are individuals. Don't they take the trophies home or like wherever they go? Not like, oh, you get this award, but we're going to keep it for you for hold it hostage. Like what? Cody, all those rewards look the exact same. Right, that's they like do. the and the Hollywood stars on the ground. And when I went there, I was taking pictures. Ooh, I like this. Ooh, this. and then I'm got like 300 pictures of the same star with just a different name in there. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy? Um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You can get, you can be inducted into there, and then they have a museum for that. So yeah, yeah, but that's different. It's probably going to be very similar to that. Just so you know, There's, you can get inducted in the Rock and Hall Hall of Fame. That's huge, but and, and you know, that only happens yeah. once. But having a, a Grammy, Grammy museum, and you can oh, have multiple yeah. Grammys. Oh, you guys are right. You know, I, I didn't think about. I didn't think about that. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, I have a Grammy on my mom's side. Shut your ass, Okay. <laughs> oh man. And speaking of Grammys, music. Now, one person that does not have a Grammy that should have a Grammy, Nas. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Also, Tupac doesn't have one. Uh, Snoop Dogg doesn't have one. Um, there's a couple. Wale. Oh, he doesn't. Great, wonderful. Um, J Cole must for- all be in the same class of people. They don't have. Wow, Grammys. this. Okay. I listen, didn't have this much coffee. Yet. I'm listen. <laughs> TS, TS. I'm gonna tell you this one time. I'm black. So is OJ Simpson. So hey, we're in the same category somewhere, but I, I don't murder people. Uh, uh, I don't even think OJ. Uh, I don't even think you're OJ. You're not helping. You keep taking a hole. I'm just kidding. That's no? like, just because I also own a pair of isotoners. <laughs> Does not mean that, that I have also that do not fit. <laughs> so anywho, whatever. she got away. She just got hurt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um. Nah, the true king of New York. Yes, T.S., we're here for this shit today. Nah, the true king of New York is back. Why would you even say that lie out loud? Um, I'm telling truth. I'm speaking truth today. You can call me uh, wasn't it, Terry. Wasn't it McCoy that said that he confirmed by point system that Jay-Z was the king? No. Yeah. I said, exactly. no, I didn't confirm. I, I think it was eight to two. I didn't confirm one. any. T- exactly. I just, I put the, I put the, st- I put the numbers up. I didn't confirm or deny anything. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you put numbers all the stats up, and hands down, Jay Z beat that ass. Nah, I didn't say that. Anything. I just put I the numbers that. out there. Right. I just said I, all uh, I did was lay the facts out, and no. clearly Jay Z is the no. king of New no, York. No, 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 no. I didn't ace the test. I just happened to put the right answers on there and turn it in. Anywho, king of New York, Nas, that motherfucker. You know the Queen Queensbridge guy. He's back with his thirteenth album, King Disease. Now. 
uh, the alternative name, this King disease is actually a, the alternative name for uh, gout disease. Um, but it seems that Nas is kind of using this this title to he flips it to represent the disease that you have for being at the top and having to like navigate uh, being there as everyone overanalyzes your moves and prays for your downfall. Basically, when you're doing too much, you know mm-hmm. how to get yourself right. So he's he's got the disease of just doing too much, being too great. You know, King disease. Uh- I was going to say, I first heard that term, King's disease. Well, I, I heard it called, which he says too, um, rich persons yeah, or rich, rich people's yeah, disease. Rich man's disease. Um, I only heard that for the first time like a few months ago, and then he heard it that it was like related to go and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, then hearing this album, how it relates to that, and then also named in his album, and then some of his songs talking about, and it's in multiple different perspectives, like you were saying build a celebrity up or a person up to tear him down kind of thing or watch him fall and a whole bunch of other memes. I think that was pretty cool. So Cody did his homework this week. This will be good. Wonderful. Uh, <clears throat> so, but, but while we, we are we're always like willing, uh-huh. always willing and ready to hear, you know, what, what this Queensbridge uh, MC, this goat has to say, especially when it comes over uh, all over production from West Coast Powerhouse producer Hit Boy. Because, I mean, this was a good choice to go ahead and have him, you know, produce these beats and, you know, kind of get in the zone with Nas. The question most wonder at this point is, does Esco still have it? That's what we always really, you know. Yes. You know. He definitely had it for this album. So, uh, I'm a, yeah, I, like, I like the vibes right now. You know, I feel like I should just get a beer, you know, sip on my beer or maybe even pour some wine up right now. Um, I'm going to just start how I usually start, you know what I'm saying? Best production. Best production on this joint. You feel me? 27 summers, man. I start that's that's that that's that's when it kind of picks up for me. I like like the ghastly, like the ghostly fog type of scent that carries this grimy, yet like godly beats. It's layered with some deep like tone kicks and some like really sharp snares. Like and, and some really like dope breakdowns um, you know, layered throughout the, the the song, which is really quick. This album is only 38 minutes and you got a lot of songs that are like two, you know, minutes, you know kind of in that in that realm but um you got some amazing ba- breakdowns and switches in that that makes it sound like for me this sounds like watching the soldiers from 300 march into battle it's not like the, it's not the track you play during the battle but it's like them getting ready you know like in the movie when the you get to the, like the climax scene battle scene but in like all Close. the all the heroes yeah all the heroes are like <laughs> getting their gear up and they're getting ready and they're like this is the final one and we got to do this shit that's what this song sounds like it sounds like watching them marching to get ready to like whoop somebody's ass that's what 27 Summer sounds like to me. Nas is Sparta. Right, type shit. You feel me? Because he's a king of New York and Sparta. Um, <laughs> so that's one of my favorite pieces of production on here. Replace Me. Um, like the light piano keys, the high pitch, like twinkling synths that are like, it's like a stark contrast, yet balanced though, to the funky like bass groove. Like there's a, like a lot of, High pitch joint going on here, but the but the bass carries this on super funky, dude. Like, dude, the- replace me was funny to me at the end because um, at the end Nas goes Sean Don, and then Big Sean goes Esco. Nobody says Don Tolliver. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. I noticed that too. But but, but then I was like, well, maybe Nas included. Uh, Don Tolliver when he said Sean Don. It was Sean, no. comma, Don. <laughs> Sean, yeah, comma, Don. 
see we, we, we helped you out there. Like he, he wraps his arm around him like we got you, slugger. Son, <laughs> oh my God. You. <laughs> I come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Nah, but listen. I I think I think Don Tolliver might have found his way on here the same way that he <laughs> found his way on to Eminem's album. A lot of times these producers will be working with people and they'll be like, Man, I wonder what it would sound like if if he sung this chorus. And so they send the chorus back and then the, and then that song is given to a rapper. This happens all this happens in rap music, been happening for years, it's gonna continue to happen where motherfuckers end up on the chorus and it was just like the the producer was trying to get the beat so they were like, Man, what if Don Tolliver sung this chorus and I and then he presented to Nav like, yo, I got this and I got Don you know, I got I got this song, whatever, ooh, this is the chorus. Nas might not even know I, I he might not even know who Don Tyler is now. I doubt that at this point, but when he got the song, he could have just heard it and been like, okay, ooh, okay, I like this, I like this shit. And then just did his verse and then put Big Sean on. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that's Don Tyler on the chorus. Or it could have been, he's like, I'm going to find a singer to sing on this chorus, whatever's going to fit this. But this is what the song should be about. Like, there's a lot of ways in which Don Tyler could have ended up on there where it wasn't him and, and, and Nas and Esco in the studio at the same time or it wasn't even Nas really choosing him. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. Yeah, so. Well, I guess... I still think it's dope that Don Tolliver got in the last year. This man has ended up on Eminem's album yes. and Nas' album. Yes. And I mean, his Don Tolliver released another album. Don of Right. And then have them on your album. That should be cold. Dog. Don and you gotta think about this. This man, Don Tolliver, is like what? In his early, he's in early mid twenties. Like I don't think I don't think this man is over 23, 24. Pretty sure. Really? Yeah. Don Tolliver's Don Tolliver's young, bro. This is how I Google. And check this out. These are his parents' people. You know what I'm saying? These are the people that his parents are in the age range. These are people his parents was listening to and was like, yeah, this nigga cold. He's 26. His full name is Caleb Zachary Tolliver. Yeah, Don's better. Okay. No, huh. Kaleeb. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for Kaleeb. <laughs> sorry for putting the government out there. I no, but, that now too. but but you got to think about that shit. Like these are people that his parents was really fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his real this guy's a gangster. His real name is Caleb. <laughs> and Caleb lives at home with both parents. They play Nas every day. It is a parent looking ass. Um, but yeah, though I, I just I just it's cool that you get this beat where it's like, um, this beat is like it's simple, but it, like Hit Boy's talent for picking like perfect sounds to sit on top of each other shines through here really heavily and it makes for one of my favorite beats on the album all bad all bad reminds me of something that could have come out like vintage era uh uh, uh roots in like the late 90s early 2000s it sounds like some like fucking um oh, na- right native tongues like drum beats like the the drum key featuring featuring Cinova. uh the drum key the drums the keys the bass all sound natural and they have like this swing to it that you, that you don't get when you make computer music you know what I'm saying? That you don't, there's a swing on there that you don't, that there's a funk on there that things don't align very, they don't, when you make computer music and you're making beats on Fruity Loops and shit like that and Dawes, I mean, you could everything, still use it and you can, use a swing function. You can, you can use a swing function, but that's not the same as actually playing instruments out on top of each other. And you know that as an instrument player. You know this, Cody. Yeah, but I also know that technology is getting a lot crazier and like, I mean, we're humans are becoming obsolete. I don't right. like robots. <laughs> All right, robot. Um, so there's a there's a, and he. What's that? Does that mean Russ is here? 
<laughs> I was gonna say, what's happening? Did Russ pull up? Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a swing on this one that just sounds that uh, it could have been created in the computer. I mean, I'm sure it was mixed in the computer for sure. Um, but it just felt it felt a lot more real. Um, even the way the bass switches up, and this is what I'm talking about when I say play it. Even the way the bass switches up at the end, the bass line changes and gets to speeding up. Um, it becomes more rapid. It screams like studio musicians came in to play it and lay it down like a, like a natural vibe. And I just love to see it. Even if it wasn't natural, even if Cody ruined that for me and they just used a really up-to-date 2020 swing uh, function, even if they did that, then, you know, whatever. Fuck it. it it's a really good song. Uh, Full Circle. Whew. My favorite song on the album. My favorite song on the album. Full Circle. Uh, the simple... There are the simple five to six... There was a lot of bass in this, in this album. There was a lot of, like... Uh, like classic like uh bass sound which is really integral in like good hip hop. That bass line. Mm-hmm. They write that shit. So Full Circle had a really simple like five to six note bass line that carries this laid back summertime type of groove, man. And it is it's highlighted by simple kicks, simple claps, and what sounds like a xylophone traded for like the usual tra- like train of like rapid hi hats. So like usually you know, you get the climb. They got some of that in this, in this, uh, in like spicy and like all over um, this album. They got the, you know, the the stair climb, Lex Luger, uh, uh, hi hat thing. You know, that we kind of like, kind of became instrumental after like BMF, BMF, and like uh, some of the early Waka Flocka shit. Um, yeah. So that's in here, but it looks it looks like in full circle they went back and they took that out and we get like xylophone taps instead of uh, an actual like. Rapid hi hat, <laughs> that shit that motherfuckers do all the time. They took that out and gave us the xylophone. I just thought it was dope. It stripped down um, production and like the layer of the black background vocal placement make this one that like sucks you into the vibe, like really hardcore sucks you into the vibe, like spicy. <laughs> man, this motherfucker was coming with this shit on this album, man. Spicy, the orchestra like string sample loop. There's like an orchestra like sample of like a string stab that's placed on top of these strong 808s absolutely makes for a good slap man for me so spicy is whew, if i could pick a favorite track off of this spicy is definitely up there but i damn near like ultra black more than all the tracks like of all the songs on here ultra black has to be my favorite everything else comes to close seconds third so on so forth go on down the line great body of work from beginning to end most definitely, but Ultra Black, I would say, takes the cake. Right, right. I, I that's another one, one of my favorite songs too. Um, and we are gonna get into the actual the the bars in a second, but like, I think my three favorite songs: Full Circle, uh, Spicy, and Replace Me. Every and that's not to say mm. everything everything else is amazing. The Cure is amazing. Um, shit, the shit he got all bad is really like these are all they, these are all great songs. Um, but those are my my favorite three. Full, full Circle. Because it's just that hip hop heads like dream to get like, and we gonna talk about that to get the firm, the original firm too. You don't got nature, you got Cormega. Like you, this nigga beef with Cormega. Like, man. So was that produced by Dre? Um, it's produced by Hit Boy, but Dre's on it. Oh, and then Drake. Oh, we gonna talk about that in a second. But yes, Spy, there's also yeah, Dre had the last uh, couple bars on that track, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Spaz, and we gonna we gonna talk. We gonna talk. Uh, okay, so the whole track was dope. Yep. But Dre's last like four, yes. four to six bars, whatever that was, it just came off so smooth and like yes, I'm just out here just to talk shit, but I'm rhyming at the same time. You gonna feel this? Yes. It was like, 
And only Nigga, you snap, bro. Bro, and only Dre could do that, bro. Only Dre with that what with that basic basic what like when Dre speaks, we listen. And it's like only Dre could come in with that. Not okay, fuck it. So Spice is a great beat. So let's go into the let's go into the song. Let's go into the song, right? <laughs> let's go. I'm gonna go straight. I'm gonna go straight ahead to motherfucking uh, cause I got a couple songs in here, but we are gonna go straight to to full circle. Again, best song on the on the album for me. So this song brings us the original members of the firm. So the firm originally was Nas, AZ, Foxy Brown, and Cormega. Cormega went to jail. Uh, ended up beefing with Nas, but they ended up bringing in Nature, another uh, queen, um, nigga from Queens, I believe. Um, and they ended up not being, naughty by. Uh, no, not naughty by. No, <laughs> um, who was actually three people. So that so they bring in Nature. He's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. Right. I just gotta let the yeah, let the listeners know. Um, but so they bring in Nature and then they do this album. This album was the the, the first. Not the first album, but it was the the second first official artist album. The first album was a Aftermath compilation, but this is the first album from an artist to be released on Aftermath, Dr. Dre's label. Dr. Dre did all the beats, and it was supposed to sell like six. It sold a million copies, and people still call it to this day a flop because they had Foxy Brown, Nas. All they thought it was gonna come out to like five, six millions, and it sold a million, and people still hated it. But we got some class. We got the phone tap. Record, we got some classic fucking records off of that dog. That shit, the firm is amazing album. But we got that, we got them back on one track for the first time in over 20 years. And while everybody held it down from Nas to AZ to Cormega, everybody said some shit I was fucking with on all those verses. It is that chocolate goddess with that sultry, sexy ass hood voice, Miss Foxy Brown, that steals the show for me when she comes and she says, did a bullet came home, Brooklyn gave me the key. No cap, though. Facts, this nigga that's really rap, though. Like, really, though, my nigga, she really back, though. Like, really, though, my nigga, she really rap, though. And my low-ski lotion, nigga. Got my woo-skis low-key. Like, though, she just came through fucking ripping, bouncing, riding that fucking... And Foxy Brown went... Oh, went-, she rhymed back with rap. Okay, because that was... I hated that part for the longest, because I was like... I, I hate when people have to announce that they really rap more than... A couple times, or I'm king. I'm king. I'm like, don't repeat that shit over and over. Okay, we got it. We got it. You're self-proclaimed, dog. But if it's done, if it's done, if it's done right, if it's done right, I fuck with it. But the way she, it was the, even Jay Z said this shit. It's not always what you. It's not always what you say. It's how you say it. And Foxy, yeah, Foxy came through and gave us rap 101. She came through with a bop that. AZ, Cormega, Nas, they didn't have on this record. Her and Dre had the best box. She came through with a fucking vibe, dog. And when she, dog, the, uh, I forgot she says the Kame Desan, loafers on my posters, Firm La Familia, First Lady, that's Bonnie for real, Pussy Power Like Tasha Puss Tommy to Kill. Like, this bitch came through snapping on <laughs> niggas, bro. She was getting her shit off. She was getting her shit the whole time. And then, but I like the I like the way she sounds when she says she has like this like this oomph when she says uh got my wooskies looking like it's something in the back of her throat that she just she's really spitting bro like she really kicking that shit bro and then at the end she says uh got my three guys with me so ladies keep it a buck but the way she say keep it a buck it's like oh she got this grind too I'm like nigga how you out rapping niggas you came you trying to out rap Nas on Nas album I feel it I feel it <laughs> um but then but then Dre comes in the original producer of the firm. Peace his head in to make a little uh, appearance to make sure he knows. Cameo. Shit, make a little cameo to make sure we know that shit Stan is Lee. full circle. He says, king shit. Firm, and the wait, but listen, this is what I'm saying. It's not what you say. 
it's how you say it. Cause he had some some cold bars, but the grime in his voice and the way he was the way he was nah shit just affirmative like the way he was bouncing with it, dog. Y'all not feeling me, bro. It's like what I heard from T Pain. He's it's not the it's not the hammer, it's the carpenter. Everybody can have the same tools, but it's how you use it. It do. He he came through, he said, King shit, firm biz, master this, no alternative, classic shit, that's affirmative. Got me out here on my first degree and the way he bounces with first degree murder shit. Like that's what I'm saying, y'all. Gotta, you gotta pick this up. <laughs> you gotta hear it. He said, got me out here on my first degree murder shit. Stretch marks from these art gave birth to this. And I, I threw that part. <laughs> we said that. He said, I said, wait, when Dre said that, I said, okay, nigga, who wrote the verse? Who wrote the verse? Did Nas, did Nas write this? Did Foxy write this? Because nigga, you don't write. So you said some shit, right? You got the shit off right there. That I really want to know who wrote that. Can, anybody can figure that out. It was probably Nas, probably AZ, one of them niggas. Somebody tell me who wrote that shit for Drake, please, because that shit was so cold. And he said, Malcolm X with a check, closed curtains, bitch. Like, you know, Malcolm X was by the, by the curtains, with, you know what I'm saying? With the, 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 the strap from that picture. You know, he basically, Malcolm X with this shit, man. He getting his check and he closing the curtains, man. Like, fucking cold, man. Like, I just, that song, for me, does it. But um, other, other good songs, other good songs we got, Blue Benz. I just love hearing Nas ride the beat in the way that he does. He he does it in this like re- aggressively like relaxed way on that song. And when he goes razor cutter, nineties, eighties lover, raising gutters, raved above it, demanded out the hood subject, I made him love it. Like, dog, it, the, the this one of them albums you really gotta listen to is real hip hop going on here because he not the shit is getting kicked, but it's getting kicked with a bounce, with a bop that motherfuckers like the way niggas is falling on the beat. This is only learned this technique is only learned out of experience, bro. Right. He knew he knew when to slow it up, when to perfectly pause, when to let the beat breathe throughout the track. He does that. He'll say shit and then stop, and then come in and then stop. But that and then he sped it up right there. That razor cutter, nineties, eighties level, raising gutters. Like he knew how to bounce right there, bro. And I'm like, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir, for being nine. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing that for me. Car eighty five. Yes. Um, Car 85 is so dope because it's Nas's brand of looking out my window at the world storytelling that is super in tune here as he speaks about riding his favorite cab car. I got a very similar feel to Kendrick hinting at the story of being beat up after meeting the girl Shireen in the wrong hood. I often compare Kendrick and not Kendrick is our generation's Nas in the West Coast. I always you know, say that. I, that song, Car 85, I thought of like, his pass-ons were like the fetus and whatever, and yep. and the um, being a bullet and a gun, like yep. the storytelling aspect and how well he like you, he paints a picture. And you don't have to you can see it what he's talking about. Like that, yes. the son did that for me. Dude. Like that was true Nas storytelling. <laughs> when not in the whole old school vibe with yep. the hey yo throw the throw that tape on that I like. You know that tape that I yep. like. Yep. Throw that tape on. Yep. Dog, just name the tape that you're talking about, bro. You're forcing it. <laughs> <laughs> Now we not listening to nothing. <laughs> you, the, you the mad cab driver, she even to make the response record. Right, dude. Um, Throw a tape on it. Like, what tape is that, you. sir? <laughs> like, right. You know how many tapes I have? Right. Y'all niggas always <laughs> calling me. Like right. Right. Um, we listen to Jay Z now. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want takeover? You want? I have takeover tape. <laughs> Um, but Nas got this bar here. He was like, he was like, I was talking to Tia. I went back. I went to her block. I was happy to see her. And Lois, how she did me. She moved from Queens to Co-op City. 
She said, visit me. That's if you really miss me. Ten niggas outside of the building. That's what I go through. That reminded me of when Kendrick was trying to meet up with Shireen. And then he's like, they're like, how about the car, nigga? Like, Kendrick was more of a skit, but we knew what was going on in the story of the album is that he got beat up when he went to go meet Shireen, when he went to go meet the girl in the wrong hood. And now I did that same shit. And Kendrick is, what I liked about this song is not the storytelling, but what stuck with me the whole song every time I listened to it is Kendrick has always reminded me of Nas in the sense of that smart, gentle kid growing up in the craziness of the hood, but always wanted to like elevate past it. And here you can get a sense of the influence that the king had on the new king. now wants a basketball and some now and laters to eat. <laughs> like, like you really get the sense of how Nas shit helped to influence Kendrick. And I just love seeing that. I love being able to do that. Uh, Replace Me, this old to being in love. Never Letting Go is a classic topic for Nas and other rappers, but just revisit it with the help of Big Sean and Don Tolliver. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nas laces us with the bars like, that kid, all right, but I'm her, I'm her kryptonite. A different type, Lorenz and Nia Long, Love Jones dipping on the bike. You growing into a better woman, it's whatever, we thugging. New Prada was ever, new, new Prada was every season, 50 ball on the budget. If it didn't occur, she for, she for me, I'm for her. Only thing worse than being alone is wishing you were. Like, just don't... Being in a relationship, wanting to work on it, then, like, being, like, dumped. Like, all these different feelings of, like, you, like, don't, you can't replace me type shit, like, and how you want to ride for yours. Like, Nas is so great at really sculpting a feeling. Which is, Big Sean got his little, he got his shit off on that track too. Oh, oh yes, for he sure. He definitely got his shit off on that track too. My favorite bar off of that track is "I'm not your ex, I'm your ecstasy." I love when Sean do these little one-liner things like that. It, Dude. I forget what the rhyme was, but he just got these little one-liners. It's like, yo, that shit is it makes sense and it's dope. You know, it's like yep. when you're listening to Wayne. When he's really in yeah. his bag and yeah. he has these one-liners, yeah. but it also makes sense. It's not just some stupid shit that he's saying. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking lately too about how Sean's got these clever one-liners that reminds me of Wayne, except for Sean's are not corny. <laughs> or cheesy, you know. Sean, well, Sean, Sean will tell you though he learned from Wayne. Sean will, t- Sean will tell you he learned from Wayne. But it's funny that you mentioned Big Sean because I definitely had his uh, stuff in here. But I pulled that up because he said. I said big capital letters, but Big Sean does not disappoint. With lines like, "Yeah, you talk a, yeah, you talk a little sweet about me, but a, a lot of sour." I know you believe in the stars, and just like the stars, your words got a lot of power. Like, first of all, first of all, that's a double entendre because you're talking about stars having actual stars have power. Like actual stars are like laced with energy, and you know the the show <laughs> laced with energy like, is a ball of gas. But right. like. exactly, I mean, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, that fucking build solar systems and shit. Like you got that, you have a star that actually has power, and then you have the the show or the TV channel stars, which has power. So like, it just shines so smooth, so slick. And then he goes in the second part where he's like, he said, um, I did some foul shit. I did some foul shit across the line. You seen the petty me? I never gave you infidelity or tried to wreck your credibility. I'm your ex. I'm not your ex. I'm your ecstasy. Methamphetamine ain't no better me. Like he just bouncing dog, and the way he say it, this this rap this album is hip hop 101 in 2020. Y'all niggas who be trying to rap need to listen to this shit and really get learn how to rap. Cause you niggas on this motherfucker bouncing like 
No, this is the kind of stuff that you listen to and want to quit rapping. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, and, and, and I'm telling you, and it's not it's not forced. When Nas does it, and Nas ushered in people like Big Sean, when Big Sean does it, Big Sean raps. All you motherfuckers that be, I, I get a lot of, I see a lot of Big Sean, like, motherfuckers coming at Big Sean and, like, on his ass. That motherfucker nice with this shit, bro. And he does it in, in a, Big Sean, even when he's, even when he's turned up, he's very calm. He's calm when he's turned up. He's letting you know, like, the way he rap lets you know, you niggas not fucking, God. this is no sweat off my brow. Like, this is, I, this is what I do. So right. See, when he does shit like that, that's. That reminds me a lot more of Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous would be on a hype track and still be chill as fuck, dropping mad bars, and you turned the fuck up rapping to Fabulous, but it's super chill. Yeah, I got a damn Marino arm. I'm about to throw some bullets past him. Like, that's a hype. Like, when you listen to that, like, six-minute warning, you, you if you know that song, that's a Cassie song that got him and Wayne on there. It's Cassie, Wayne, and uh, Fab. And, and, and Fab, like, the beat turned up, that is a really hype beat, and Fab comes through and he's like, uh, chauffeur, no sir, I'm willing myself. Like, he's hype, but he's, like, real calm. How he killing that shit? Like, like Fab definitely is that nigga. Like, so I definitely see a lot of that type of shit in, in, um, in Sean. Also, Mace, Mace said that Fab stole his style. And then people said that Lloyd Banks stole Fab's style. Because Lloyd Banks and G, Fabulous and G-Unit was, like, really close early on in the 2000s before Fab started to pop, before Gene started to pop. Like, right when 50 Cent was signed in Columbia and Fab was just getting his record deal, like, he used to be a Banks and him used to yeah, be Yeah, I guess I could see the uh, similarities between Banks and yeah. Fabulous. I mean, as far as styles go, I wouldn't say Fab stole Mace's style. They said they, because Mace, Mace was the first, like, calm, the calm street nigga. That was Mace first, and then we got Fab, and then we got, like, Banks. And then you see, you kind of see niggas have kind of carried that torch um, you know, like this calm, like like real calm, like I don't know, like this calm voice and vocal affliction, right. like vibe. You know, even Nas, Nas can be calm, but Nas can turn up too. Nas can get like, like yeah. kind of buck with it. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just want to say that 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 song that got you know all that smoothness of Danny on the chorus just makes for one of the best songs in the album, hands down. One of my top three picks. Um. And then spicy, spicy. Something I just want to say this about spicy. Something about rapping with the legend works for the new boys. He gets Big Sean in his bag. He even gets Dirk in his little, little Dirk kind of does his little Dirk thing. Whatever. I can always do it with a little. Yeah, dude. we yeah we gonna speak on that. We gonna speak on that. Um, he he he, he makes the new boys want to step up. I'm a fan of Fabio. Fabio's a part of that new Brooklyn drill scene. The same thing that you know RP Pop Smoke. Same thing that Pop Smoke was doing. Fabio kind of doing. They were friends and shit. They coming up with the same sound. Um, but he get Fabio in his bag. He make Fabio. Fabio's not the most lyrical nigga. You know, he's more of like a, a energy nigga. But even Fabio finds a way to kind of rap and bring his Fabio energy to this track. And he's like, might never be much. It's just a bounce. It's just a bounce. I'm telling you, it's just a bounce. He's not, he not the most lyrical. <laughs> but he make that nigga step it up and, and try to talk his little shit. What the vice? Oh, we get fucking with the... I like the way he was just... It was just very, very dope how Fabio came to fuck with Nas. But the highlight here is not even about Nas. It's about ASAP fucking Ferg. Okay, mm, it's about this. This record. <laughs> this record is about ASAP fucking fur. When this motherfucker comes through with the fu- okay, I'm gonna just read. The, I'm gonna read the lyrics. When fur says, "Model bitches, that's precise. Fuck attendance off the flight. Keep the vision through the lights. Never blinded by the hype. Keep the Tommy near the belly sincere. Cause I'm hype. Gotta get. Gotta get on Naomi Campbell, the designer with the Nikes. First of all, 
if you motherfuckers know anything about anything, that is a belly reference. <laughs> that is a Nas movie reference. He got on the Nas album and paid homage to the king on the shit. Nas character was sincere. Okay? The character Tommy, that's DMX. Um, but what 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 ASAP first said, he said he keep the Tommy the gun. You know what I'm saying? By the belly. By you know, he keep it on tuck. He keep the Tommy by the belly. Sincere, cause he hype. Hype Williams directed the movie. Stop fucking playing with this kid, man. This nigga knew. This nigga said, "I'm about to rock with Nas. I'm about to come. I'm on y'all ass today." I I love ASAP Frank. I've always been a fan of his music, but that motherfucker stepped the bars up with that shit, bro. I heard that and re- I literally rewind. We pick my phone up. We don't rewind how we used to with the tape deck and the CD. But I literally picked my phone up and ran that shit back. I said, "What did this nigga just say? What did this nigga just say?" And then he keeps going. He said, "I'm." I'm the one talking spice. 12 year olds killers with the guns and the knife better run for your life and the whole bounce. He did not let up. He did not let up, bro. He did not let up the whole shit, man. You at the chorus of this shit, and this is the banger of the album. This is the hype song of the album. There are other ones. Uh, it's like Summer 27, get you, give me in my, like, give me, like, turned up, you know, full circle, make me want to bounce, like, on some, on some smooth OG shit. But Spicy is, that's the radio. That's, that's the one. So. Overall, I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna wrap this up. I had a lot to say about this album because I really <laughs> fucking love it. Overall, this album is solid. There there are no no bad songs on this album. There are there are, now. The only song that was just okay was "To the World's One." It was meant. And here's the thing. There's a car coming through. Here's the thing. <laughs> Even then, the song topic of the battle of the sexes amongst blacks. That's what that song's really about. Like, men and women not fighting amongst each other when we got all this other shit going on. That's what that was about. Even that song topic is strong. It was just odd hearing Nas with the likes of Lil Durk. And I want to highlight this because this is where this album, this is where, this is the gripe I have with this album. That's the larger problem for this project and that threw me off is Nas peeking his old head out to the youth. Nas doing that. I don't mind him reaching back and Working with Big Sean and working with Don Tolliver and you know doing that. People, people that Fabio. are good. <laughs> I don't mind working with Fabio and all that shit. But Nas doing this old shit where he peeks up and he's like your uncle at the barbecue trying to like learn a new lingo and learn how to text. He talks about texting and I don't and all bad and how he was sending two two word responses and all this other shit. And I'm like, uh, or how he was sending two word responses and she didn't like that and so he would have to text her call me. It's just some old nigga shit like he's talking about. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Stop! If just if you're not gonna text right or don't even rap about texting, if you talking about how you fucking up texting, you just that's old shit. I don't hear you talking about old shit, Nas. I need you to stay Nas. I need you to be not old Nas, but just Nas. And I know that's maybe selfish of me, but anywho, we got Nas using examples where it gets really funky. Is Nas using new slang and it being very annoying? As he said, weird flex, but okay. You're trolling for clout. Tap in. She did the whoa. No cap, no lie. These moments happen throughout various songs. I'm like, Nas, I don't want to hear you saying uh, she tap in or she did the whoa. And you tr- Stop it, man. Stop it. We're, we're flex, but okay. That's so 2019, 2020. You don't need to even be using that vernacular, sir. We're flex, but okay. Shut up, Nas. Don't do that to me or us. We didn't ask for that, but nonetheless... But I think the album really the, did uh, that, and I think the album falls short. Here, hear me out, you guys. Storytelling. Now, 
he tells us now Nas has good storytelling on this album. Hardy Five, we already discussed that. He, he he tells his story. Um, but we didn't get the creative Nas. That, like, okay, so I gave you power from the perspective of a gun. Money is my bitch, where he talks about his relationship with money, but that's his woman. Like, Nas has these moments where he always goes, he has a little moment where he does some creative storytelling. Some shit where it's like, ooh, what is who? What am I today? I'm a book. What did I do today? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Nas will, Nas will do that shit for you. And I feel like we got Nas here. We got it. But all I needed from Nas, this would have been maybe a perfect 10. If I would have got, like, one or two of those. All I needed is that shit where Nas kind of take, he, he going to tell me a story, but I want him to take me, be a cat or some shit, and tell me what the cat did, how the cat watched black people fail, and what the cat learned from that. Like, Nas does that shit, and he does it well. He does it better. The only person that does it as good or better than Nas is someone he taught, Lupe Fiasco. Songs like Gotta Eat. Like, like we don't get a lot of this shit from rappers. And do, am I lying? Like, do we get this shit from rappers a lot where you take that perspective and you be something totally different? You can be a fucking TV watching black people from the other end. You know, that's the type of shit that we get from Lupe and we get from Nas and shit like that. The box. Yeah, you know, that type of shit. So, and I didn't get that. I didn't get enough of that on this album. That's the only, that's the only, that and the that and him trying to stay relevant with, with the young people. That Those are the only two things that stop this from being... And a, like a perfect album, cause, cause, cause. What do I always say? I want to see some shit I can ride to, but it's also gonna have lyrics. I was just I'm gonna like, say, I'm surprised you didn't say it could have been rated higher, but it's not something I can ride to, or it, but it you, doesn't have the bounce for me. But <laughs> I, but you can, you can. He drops that with 27 summers. He drops that with spicy. Okay. He drops that with replace. He, it's in. It's uh, Nas is in a pocket here that is really right. amazing. So you're not gonna give this a perfect ten because you're. Comparing Nas to Nas, I'm get, I'm he getting, didn't give you the Nas. I, I, you are comparing to every other standard of whatever album you're talking about, this would be a 10 out of 10 because you have the writing nope. music, you got the storytelling, you got awesome production. There's it wouldn't be a 10 out of 10 because it has uh, To The Wars one on there. And that song is not it's not bad, but it's definitely a seven at most. So you can't have a ten out of ten, and you got a, a Wait, six. So, a, so you you rate every song individually, and then you do the no, but no, <laughs> no, because Wait, I think I think what I'm hearing if every song isn't a ten, then the album can't be a ten. No, I, what I'm what it is is this. This girl's perfect, but her left picky toe is exactly. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> either you perfection, either you perfection, or you're not perfection. That's what I'm saying. But no, oh, I think man. I think T S. I think T, I think T S is driving home. He wants me to award something a ten, so that way he can have a stand. I feel like he wants a, like a standard, but it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Like T S, it has to. I have to feel that ten. I'm not just gonna give nobody no ten, bro. I'm just not gonna do it, bro. I, you gotta. I'm just basing I don't, this off of the standards that you had for everybody else. It has to have some writing music to it. Boom, check. got it. It has to have Bounce. not a monotonous flow to it. Yeah. Boom, yeah. got it. It has Replay to have value. production on it. Boom. Got it. Um, you can listen value. to it from front to back. Boom. Got it. I feel it. Okay. I'm going to give... I'm going to give this album... <clears throat> I'm going to give this Ooh. album nine megaphones. It's the <sighs> highest... It's the highest rated... It's the highest rated album. If he... I, and this, it's not getting a 10 because of one track. Because it's of... Not, it's not getting a 10 because there was that track in the middle of it 
and it wasn't all the way. It wasn't. It just wasn't. He wasn't all the way there. He wasn't all the way there. It wasn't all the way there. I would say nine. I would say a solid nine. A solid. Not nine. even nine and a half. Not You're nine. never gonna give a ten. Wow. I, a ten Damn. is gonna be. I'm not gonna listen. Niggas cap. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna let y'all pressure me into giving up a ten, bro. I can't. I know y'all want it. I TS, bro. I see it in your eyes every week, bro. Every week you come like, is this the one? He's gonna give it. I can't. I'm not giving. Listen. That shit gotta be an art. It gotta be really okay. If you want some, y'all want some behind the scenes shit. I really wanted to give uh, just based on feeling, just based on feeling alone. I wanted to give uh, a written testimony a ten, but it wasn't a ten musically. It was. It made me feel like a ten, but it wasn't a ten musically. So, so it's the the ten. That, was it a ten cinematically? <laughs> it, it was a ten in my heart. But I knew musically there's some shit where he fell off beat and all this other shit, so I can't give it a ten. It, it the ten gonna have to, it's gonna have to, man. Hey, man, somebody gonna have to come with some Lupe Fiasco, the cool, before you get a, a ten out of me. You, you, yeah, yeah. That's this a man 10. didn't fall off beat. He did. So every other album that we've listened to this year, they missed the mark for one reason or another. This man made all those marks on this one album. You gave this a nine. I don't want to be present for the Big Sean album. <laughs> He's gonna be like seven and a half, maybe eight. Yo, I listen, give it an eight, man, I can't. But, li- I know. can't listen. I listen. Listen. I'm not gonna. Really, let, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let y'all pressure me into giving out no five mics, man. Listen, bro. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> y'all want it, but it gotta. It gotta live. It gotta live. It gotta. It gotta. It gotta. I don't know, man. Hey, listen. This might be one of those things. Okay, so the source has a bunch of albums where. They get like four point five mics, or they get some. They get like four mics or four point five mics, and then years later, like ten years later, they go back and then re-review it. If I now, if I had to go back and re-review, maybe in like a, another year or two, I might raise this to a ten, and I might raise and I might raise Alfredo to a nine. We um, did ask you to do that later. Yeah, and I didn't, yeah. and I didn't, and, and, and I'm not gonna let y'all pressure me into doing it. But <laughs> you're you gonna get these megaphones as they come. But but uh. <laughs> No, but honestly, just to wrap this, just to wrap this up though, um, I love this album. And no, you liked it as a friend. I, lo- <laughs> if, if you I loved love. If this- it, it would be a ten. No, I right. Love, I love this album. I love this album a whole hell of a lot. It something about listening to classic like MCs still be still do it and still be timeless makes me really happy. I remember when um, thank you for your service, but we got it from here. I think it's called. Uh, by a tribe called Quest came out in 2016. I don't know if y'all remember that, but it was a big, it was a good album for them. It was a great album, and it was dope to hear people from the, the you know, early 90s and shit still kick that shit. I supposed to kick that shit, and I just really, I don't know. I think it's 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 refreshing to see that Nas can still hold his own, and that we can still get another, you know, another classic, another classic uh, or LP or another like timeless piece of music because i feel like these records on here like all bad 10 years from now will sound amazing um replace me will be one of those like like r&b love songs like that kind of sounds r&b hip-hop-ish type of songs that kind of like stands the test of time like he got some shit on here and i'm like this is you're really just, timeless like you're just giving us more reasons to conf- right. confuse this us about why it's not a has 10 so <laughs> many classics that will live on the test of time but it's a so, nine yeah <laughs> It so doesn't my, just have one classic on it. It has multiple from beginning to end. Multiple classics. Standard <laughs> test of time. That's a nine. That's a nine. 
<laughs> so I gave this nine megaphones. TS gives this ten megaphones. And Cody, what do you give it? <laughs> oh, apparently our voices don't matter. So <laughs> I'm just giving y'all my okay. I'm just giving y'all my megaphone ratings, but y'all should go ahead and go into the. the... Oh no 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 no! It's, I get it. It's like the Nas Jay Z thing. You just lay out the numbers, but you don't listen to what numbers you laid out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Here are the facts. This man is guilty, but I'm gonna say he's innocent. But he's what? a good guy, you know. Well, yeah. He can give me a coupon oh, once, so you know, it's not all guilty. Shooting that person. <laughs> y'all really made me feel bad and about giving. Confession. Y'all made me feel really bad about giving Nas his nine. I'm sorry, TS who said that he he laughed at the Queen of New York being that man. So I, so I'm I'm really interested before we before we I know the segment been pretty long today, but before we leave, um, I'm interested. TS, what are your final thoughts and and Cody, your final thoughts? Like, what do y'all think? In all seriousness, what do y'all think? And what would y'all rate this album personally? I think oh. you're a fool. <laughs> 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 based on based on how you judge all the albums that we've listened to this year this album should be a 10 out of 10 and for me it is a 10 out of 10 it can be listened to from front to back wow. back to front no problem there's not just it's not a monotonous vibe He's an old school rapper, so he has plenty of different flows for, depending on what the track is. He can stick to a point. He has consistent storylines. It's not just rap. He has bars in this. I mean, he has the punchline shit. He, he has anything and everything that you want from a hip-hop album, including a production. It's not even that he had a good, uh, good verses and good song layouts, but had horrible uh, beats. No, this man had... Awesome beats, and it's a coherent album. It's not and every whole track. Whole we didn't have to hear the same producer tag on the in the beginning. Yeah, like, Maybach music. We got London on the track. <laughs> you do, you do, you do, you do realize that his track, his uh, Hit Boy, Hit Boy, that pops up in a couple songs, though, right? Yeah, but not every single track. Okay, okay, okay. I was making sure, I making sure you heard that because it's oh, def- not in the beginning. It, it's not a no. It it is a solid body of work from front to back. Wow. This is 10 out of 10. The fact that T.S. gave this 10 out of 10 and just, he was just calling Nas the queen of New York, I just, I don't know how to even how to feel. I don't, maybe I should go back to the drawing boards and give T.S. the music <laughs> segment because he's, I don't know, like, I don't, like, I'm That's so... That's the mistake. You went to a drawing board, not a listening board. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's wow, T.S. Okay, okay. And Cody, you, what do you, what do you think, man? He listened in Braille. <laughs> Uh, yeah i I don't think there's not anything for me to say that hasn't already been said i'm just gonna say 10 wow wow okay i i mean i'm not gonna be like oh well i didn't like this one particular i'm does not me like picking on you but like i'm not gonna be like i could do it without one this thing and one that thing so it's gonna be lower like i'm like perfectionist stuff aside, like it was it was amazing. Wow. Okay. Well that's, that's... the unanimous decision, McCoy Caps. <laughs> <laughs> Cap Charlie. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That I mean, hey, I mean I feel it. I feel it, y'all. And I'm glad I'm glad that I made y'all listen to this album. And that y'all love it. Because now you have oh, an album. I would I wanna listen. You don't have to give yourself all the credit. It's not <laughs> I mean Yeah, this is a dope this is and oh yeah, that's another thing that you say. Uh it's a dope album, but it's not something that I could ever come back to. There's no songs that really stick out to me. So, I mean, 
if it's there, I might listen to it. I, I'm not going <laughs> to voluntarily listen to it. This is an album that you will voluntarily go back to. This is multiple songs that you will voluntarily go back to. You know why? Because they're classics, according to you. They're timeless, according to you. But you know what? It's a nine. <laughs> I feel like you were just doing the SpongeBob meme with the every other capital yeah. letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, well, I, I would like to take this time to see to show that peer, peer pressure does not work on McCoy. Uh, and my my logic. my <laughs> shut up, bitch, <laughs> damn. So my my pod would like me to they would like me to award a ten to one of you motherfuckers, okay? So I will do this. This is what I want to do for my pod. At the end of the year, we are we have, we have about three months left. At the end of the year, I will rev- I will go back. My last episode of the year will be me talking about the albums I reviewed. I'm gonna start making a list. Might have to go back. edit that so it's not going to be like fifty-seven minutes long for one segment. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the albums I rated, and I'm gonna see if anything should be upgraded. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna just. You know, maybe one more listen through, and I'm gonna say, hey, this album. Yeah, actually- you're gonna confirm or upgrade or downgrade albums like oh yeah listen to it again and turns out yeah i lied this album was in fact <laughs> no 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 you can't say you lied you can say you changed your you know time has passed what if what if an album gets this... what if an album gets worse because I, I i really feel like there's some albums that i like was a little too hype on in the beginning oh yeah jay electronica no not that one. yeah right <laughs> no i know no no you want to know you want to know you want to know what, what what one i was a little hype on and i was like eh now tory lane you know what you Tor- no, Tory Lanez. Doja Cat's still tight. Dor- Tory Lanez. I was really... It's a good album, but I don't go back to that album at all. I loved it when I, when I was listening to it. I'm like, this shit cold. Because cancel culture? No. not <laughs> be, be, I stopped going back to it after, <laughs> after I reviewed it. I stopped going back to it after like three weeks after that. You know, yesterday I, I re-listened to that uh, Denzel Curry one with uh, oh, yeah. Teddy Beats. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, see... Okay, so listen... I was thinking about this the other day, and I said, how many albums have I reviewed this year? And I was like, it got to be like 20. And I was like, wait a minute, nah, it's over 20. It's somewhere near 30. And I started counting, and I got to like 19. And now, now you add albums, and I'm like, damn, it, yeah, it damn near is 30, because I forgot about the Denzel Curry joint. Like, it's, it's just, I was viewing, and I totally forgot, I forgot about the Chris Brown and uh, Young Thug joint. Like, this Yeah, like, all the albums that you forgot, they better not be rated high. <laughs> I think That's I gave. I think I, I think I gave a Denzel Curry either seven point five or eight. I gave. I think I gave the Chris Brown joint an eight. I know we I, all, but, the but three wait. of us liked it all more than you did that Denzel but, Curry one. But wait, yeah. But wait though, I come back just because I forgot that I reviewed it. I come back to that Chris Brown and that Young Thug album all the time. I listen to that album very, very a lot, a lot. So. That's my that's my ride. Like if I'm in the car with my girl, that's the one that we both like. Hey, this is the bounce. Like if we gonna drive to Ken- like Kenosha or Chicago or something real quick, that's the one we'll throw on. Like, but then she goes, "I want to listen to that new Nas album." And you're like, "It's so great that we're not listening to it." Right? <laughs> no, she's she, she is definitely Nas the fuck out because I've been going ham with Dog the last like two months. So this this this, this album give it. This, listening to this album the last two weeks has been like irritating her because she's like, "Damn, this nigga got another album." And I, like, so yeah, so that there we go. Um, another? I, he hasn't had an album in like what three years? Uh, yes, two, but I've been listening. Years? I've been listening to his last twenty-five years of catalog, like oh. a brand new for the last two months. That's right. Yes. That makes sense then. Yeah, and, and I've been there listening to all of Maz for like two weeks, and then all Jay Z, and they got a lot of stuff. So yeah, I understand that. So, yeah. <laughs> 
But yes, so that's where we are. It's time for Russell Pratt. <laughs> Crash. He's not here today. <laughs> so TS, what you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Hi, <laughs> oh, IT. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> all right. Birds of a feather flock together, but at the same time, it's supposed to be each one teach one. So, at what point are we helping others or hurting ourselves? This is what I'm curious about uh, this week because we want to be around people that are like minded. We also want to be around people that will push us to grow. But are we, and uh, at the same time, I guess, we'll be around people, if you're not judging them and stuff, we'll be around people that may be not doing as well as you in some areas versus other areas. At what point in time are those people toxic or are you helping them? How, how would you know? You know what I'm saying? I I'm just gonna say right now, I feel like a person is only toxic if it is creating negativity in your life. If you if if I'm your friend and we friends, who has the better job? Well, or, no, who? not necessarily. I, I do agree with that, but to a point, because um, someone can be toxic without you knowing because you like say you're you're making poor decisions or you're like a pessimist or something like that but you enjoy this other person's company because they're building up support of you by bashing, like being a pessimist too, or like enabling these bad decisions, you know, so they are toxic to you. They are toxic, but, but yep. that's, but that's negatively affecting you. That's what I'm saying. But even you if, don't, even know, if you, even but if you would you don't, not know that. Even if you, you don't though, you at some point will have to realize that that's negatively affecting you. That's a neck, regardless of if you figured it out or not, that's a negative think. effect. So what I'm saying is if a person is is negatively affecting you, which even if they are championing your your blues or whatever, if you know that's not was not if that is bad, whether you realize it or not, that's negative. Uh, yeah, but no, but the yeah, but there's people out there realize that, Right, there's people out there that don't realize that they are miserable and and we've talked about this before. They want to be miserable or love being miserable. They want to grab their glass of wine and complain about their bad life and how bad they got it what was me and they don't want to do anything about their life and make it better fix it they just want to complain okay so or we can um i guess on a, a lighter note what if um i'm into drinking most people know i i enjoy having a good drink shit Woo. sometimes i'll suck it up and i'll i'll have a bad drink <laughs> <laughs> but pause if i'm if I'm hanging around people that know that, all right, well, if I'm around TS, I know he going to drink, so I'm going to bring drinks because I know he will drink with me. In my mind, I'm like, yo, bet. You coming through, you going to be bringing the drinks, and if we playing games and stuff, I'm probably going to get fucked up. I'm looking at you or Cody or whatever as, yo, these are my homies. They're not doing nothing bad for me. We actually having a good time. But you're feeding something in me that should not be fed like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody can drink and have a good time, but... Like, there's a difference getting... between enjoying yourself and, and yeah. Dam damaging. Yeah. Exactly. T.S., are you calling me toxic, nigga? Are you calling me toxic, nigga? 
<laughs> well, I had to figure out an example to try to make it more of an interesting conversation. Nah, nah, We're not going to come up with nah. an idea of somebody who's depressed or anything like that. So, yeah. Okay, don't beat around the bush. Yes, he's calling toxic. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is why he's yeah, in that instance, are you a toxic person? Are you and Cody toxic people because you know I'll drink, so you'll bring drinks here? I feel like I would be toxic if it was ne- if if drinking was something that negatively affected you in the sense of you were an alcohol like if you were an alcoholic and I know that as your friend and I'm bringing you liquor, I'm toxic. If you are if you are somebody who's emotionally super damaged and I know like drinking is gonna be something that's gonna make this worse or not be a good outcome, like if I'm doing something where my intentions are toxic, if I'm being bad to you. Whether you realize it or not, and you it takes you three months or six months to cut me off or a year, I'm still toxic if I'm doing something that's going to negatively affect you as my intention. You know what I'm saying? Like, my intention well, is... If it could you, be it, outside of your intention, intention too, because you you could do something to T.S. and that mean to so is that, and does not that, realize it. But does that mean, does that mean I'm toxic? Because if T.S. If, yeah. Listen, wait, wait. If T.S. <laughs> if T.S. realizes it, See, this is why motherfuckers can't learn with new words like toxic. Because y'all, this is y'all. So, no, no, no. You're saying, been ta- you're saying the take- words realize. Like, listen, if he he could not realize that you're being toxic, and you could not realize that you're doing something that to I'm, be toxic. That's what I'm saying. So if T, so if T, so if TS comes but, to me and now he says he realizes it, and he's like, "Yo, you've been doing this," and I change, am I toxic, or were we just having, were we just having moments where it was like, okay, we're we were slipping as friends, or we were like not. Am I am I toxic to the point where I need to be cut off, or am I not toxic? We were just we just weren't communicating well enough to be like yo. So you should do this. from this, one can only be toxic if the person they're affecting realizes one party, one of the two parties has to identify an issue, and if neither party identifies an issue, that means that no one is being toxic. Nobody is tearing anybody down. So I don't agree with you. I, don't, I, don't. I can. I can be going through my own thing. I don't tell you, but I know that you're going to bring drinks by because I know that you're, that's just what you're going to do. Well, that goes along with what I was saying about enabling. Yeah, so you don't know it because I didn't tell you. And because I'm good at hiding whatever feelings and stuff, you think we're just having a great time. But you don't realize that I've been drinking from sunup to sundown every day, and I'm a functioning alcoholic at this point. You're enabling me. So how how because you come over and party? How so? But how am I it. how am I toxic? How am I toxic? If you do see how am I toxic <laughs> in, in this in this in this instance? In this you know instance, this is all hypotheticals, right? No, 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 no. I, no, <laughs> I get, lower your no, 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 no. I lower my. <laughs> you can't even see. I just lower my shoulders. Um, how am, <laughs> but, but 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 see what I'm saying? I am not. Happen if I'm bringing the liquor and I don't know. Me and just haven't communicated. I am not being. To- I'm just thinking I'm having a drink with my homeboy. No, I you am- could still be toxic and not know it. And the thing is, too, you could be, if you guys hypothetically have that conversation and then say, McCoy, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was doing this to you, and then you change and like, let me help you out, and you don't do what you were doing. That means that you were toxic and you are not any longer. I don't know. I don't or- know. Or. What if one takes on personal responsibility and they're just like, I don't think you should be getting drunk every time we go out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can live your best life. I want you to have fun and do what you got to do, but 
I just don't think it's healthy for you to be drunk every time that we go and do something. And also, it could mean that, like, a, a friendship is based off of lie almost. Hmm. I mean, we've talked about that, too, before, where it's like, what if you guys hang out, and, but don't drink, and then it's like, well, now what? I mean, so, I know you guys' dynamic is different, and this is all hypothetical, but I'm like... Yeah, I mean, Cody, you can include yourself in the... In, no, 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 I, I don't too, Because we're all friends. Right. Quarantine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> So wait, so wait. I'm, I'm not toxic. So I'm literally quarantine. <laughs> literally. So listen. So we're all toxic to you, Cody. Got it. Uh, so if I don't like future mask on. <laughs> um. So listen. If I take personal responsibility and say I don't think you should be drinking because I know this, you know, that then that definitely means I'm not toxic. That definitely means, or that that friend. No. That definitely means that that friend. If anything, I'm like. I'm like um, rubbing alcohol or peroxide. I'm going to clean the wound or clean out the toxins. Because, like, if, if you I... <laughs> have so, but toxic you tendencies that... and you do have toxic traits and attributes and you quack like a toxic duck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but you can you... still change. I'm not saying it's a stamp. Like, that means you're a toxic person forever. Like, it just means, like, I used to be toxic towards person A and now I'm not. And now oh, okay. we're better, you know? It's not a stamp. Like I'm always toxic, and that's the final word. <laughs> like, right. Maybe that's caliber. Maybe that's maybe that's something that I have to work with because I like I'm a type of nigga like damn when I figure like oh that's what you own oh, all right bet like it's not too much turning around so maybe this is my own within my own head if I'm calling somebody toxic that motherfucker toxic for life but you right but y'all right though because people do change it just right. yeah you right I mean that's the the thing with um. I don't know, uh, errors, flaws, failures, you know, you you learn from them. They're going to happen, right. but you'll learn yep. from them, and it's what you do about them and change and grow and progress. Right, 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 right. So then you would, um, I guess I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm agreeing, I'm in agreement with everything that's been said. But um, at what point in time does one take personal responsibility on how they are affecting others well i feel like the the only way for that to start is for motherfuckers to be honest with that person so personal responsibility can be taken if a motherfucker say listen you hurt my feelings or listen you're doing this and it's really fucking with me so i feel like the person it's it's your job once you know once you are made aware Oh, well, shit. why does it have to affect me? Okay, so I guess if I'm drinking and I'm doing my own thing, it's not negatively affecting you. At what point in time do you step in and you're like, yo, T.S., I think you're doing too much. You need to chill. Huh. Even though it looks like I have everything undercover, when everything's it's gotten, in control, at what point in time far. you're like, mm, you're really fucking up your liver, dog. I don't think this is a good look. Oh, I got it. I got it. Man, trust me. I got this. I ain't get fired. Everything's good. Ain't nobody fighting. Yeah, you ain't Why get does fired it matter yet? how much I'm drinking? Because it's only when it's gone too far. You think, like, oh, you're fine because you haven't gotten fired. Well, you haven't gotten fired yet. Or there's no fighting. You haven't fought yet. But what if this continues? And then, like, you don't want that stuff to happen. Right. So at what point in time do you take personal responsibility? What point in time does you, Cody, or you, McCoy, step in and you're like, yo, T.S., I see what you're doing. You say that you have this shit under control. 
but I don't think this is a good look. Huh. I mean, I, I, don't, I can't speak for McCoy, but I, I'm, I don't have a problem speaking my mind if I see something that I'm aware of. I'm not okay. going to be like Shire Timmy, but I mean, here I am in Quarantineville, Wisconsin. <laughs> like, uh, you know. And then say that you do speak your mind, Cody or McCoy, and you're like, okay, TS, this isn't a good look. And I say, no, don't worry about it. I got it. From that point on, now you have made it aware or made everybody aware that you realize that this is a negative thing in that person's life. So from that point on, are you toxic to that person because you are accepting of that negative thing that they continue to do? You know, I feel like any situation can be different. It could be like we could keep trying like and talking or we could be like you know well we tried we said our word it's not like he he heard us or like if we can hang out and try to be like hang out at a place that there's not going to be beverages or right you know I, i'm not going to go to the bowling alley because i know he's going to drink and blah, 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 or something you know yeah i feel yeah. like i feel like so if if ts if you if you were an alcoholic and i finally realize and i say yo uh this is gonna i think this is a problem and you say no the only thing i can because no matter how close we are with any human being we can't force any human being to do anything else so the only thing that i can do after saying my piece and saying yo bro i really think this is might affect you is i cannot enable and so like now if i've said it and i realize and i'm mm-hmm. like hey i think ts might be alcoholic and you say no i'm not i'm not gonna tell you you can't drink because you're going to do what you do anyways. But right, I'm, right. I am never going to be the one to bring you the drink then. I'm not going to be the one to say, hey, hey, you want to go to the bar? I'm going to make sure we hanging out that I distance liquor from, from our... <laughs> want to go to We're going antique shopping. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are going out for corn dogs and that's it. <laughs> chicken nuggies. Right, chicken, <laughs> chicken nuggies. Oh, what a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Chicky nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Where did that come from? We went to Taco Bell afterwards that one time. No, no, but who? Where did it come from, though? Who originally? Who said Chicky nuggies? What movie? What show? What? It was the Star Wars. Yeah, Baby Yoda. <laughs> it's the child. His name is the child. It's so cute. That's <laughs> actually the... my mug now. Baby Yoda. The child. Yeah, I'm. Talking, we're talking about the same yeah. thing, right? The child Yoda. Yoda the child. Child Yoda. But yes, uh, that's. So I think. I think once you say your piece, once you notice something and you say your piece, um, you know, all the all you can do is not enable. I think. I think sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves as friends and family members to solve everybody else's shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've been, I think TS, you've been there. I think I've been there. Cody, I don't know. I'm, I'm quite sure at some point, you know, you're a good hearted person. We always want to see our people do great. But we got to remember, we all got our own shit going on and we all can't solve everybody. You can offer a helping hand. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, saying that, you know, I mean, TS is shoving a horse's head in the lake. Right. <laughs> I'm going to put you down. 
you going to the glue factory, you don't drink this water. Like um so yeah, we gotta you gotta you gotta remember that every human being is on their own journey, their own personal, you know what I'm saying? We only get one life and it's ours and we have to live it how we want to live it. Now, you as my friend and, and I as your friend, I can offer you pieces of knowledge and say, hey, this worked for me, man, and I don't think Jesus rose again. This is, right, exactly. <laughs> you can come to church, you know what I'm saying? Like we can offer each other piece bits and pieces of knowledge, but you cannot live my life for me and I can't live your life for you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what's going on, all I can say is I'm here and I don't you I don't think you should do that, but I won't I still love you. Regardless, I, I think, don't think you should do that, but I'm gonna still love you, you know. Even if I gotta love you from afar a little bit. Yeah, I think I think that pretty much sums it up perfectly. Is say your piece, just to let it be known. Um, the recipient can take it, however, and then you do your part of, you know, not enabling or helping out, you know, like that. But you can't force. But just you know, you don't have to make situations worse. I think that's a. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that about sums it all up. This, you guys got it. Damn, this is a good one. This is a good. So one. was it option C? <laughs> Tis prosody. <laughs> Tis prosody. All <laughs> the above. Yeah. Well, I guess that's enough prosody. We got to get into some some fucked up stories of the week. Fucked up story of the week. <laughs> so cool runner up. That um, just shows how weird humans are. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> um, what well, you gonna do that? You sent me the story. The article. Oh, I thought you were saying because I'm so weird. Wait, I sent you. The I story? totally thought you were saying gotta, because he's weird. I haven't been. Well, saying. <laughs> takes one to know one, so yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Air> five. <laughs> yeah. So this article that Cody sent to. Uh, show how weird people are. Somebody paid four hundred ninety thousand dollars, oh, almost yeah. half a million dollars, <laughs> for a sheet with humongous nuts. Because yeah, I guess he had big nuts and he's super healthy looking, and it's just fucking weird, dude. Hey, isn't that testacular? <laughs> okay, Cody, that was uh, wrap this up. Go uh, home. <laughs> Yeah, they're calling this sheep genetically perfect. And I guess a genetically perfect sheep... I'd call him Billy. ...as giant balls. So, yeah. Is that what makes one genetically perfect, is balls? um, Well, amongst other things, that's the largest thing, I guess. But uh, he's all muscular, and I don't know. I'll I'll post this to the group. This I, I think I'm going to do that right now. Well, you said, oh, bad not... This sheep got the steroids. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. This nigga said he's muscular. And what? No, this nigga take off his shirt look like Sylvester Stallone and shit, and Rocky. Like, what the fuck? Bro? Someone else He's like, why you said I found out I'm not genetically perfect. <laughs> right. What's, what's killing me, what's killing me is it's the huge balls that makes him genetically perfect. Like, is that all it takes? Yeah. Is that all it takes to be the superior yeah. genetic specimen? Like, Plays ACDC. But we've got the biggest balls of them all. Yeah, that's a, that's a ACDC. This to the group right now. Yeah, it's called Big Balls. They should listen to it. Or don't, Boom, whatever. That's in the group. Thank you, Cody. The actual fucked up story of the week. Actual. Yes. The genetified. So there are families who (laughs) dig up their dead relatives to put fresh clothes on them, 
have a hug, and even share a cigarette. Every August, the Torha community in um, South Sulawesi, wherever that is, re, uh, dig up their dead relatives and redress their bodies. They take pictures, they put cigarettes in their mouth, they smoke with them, they drink with them, they chill with them for a whole day, I think. And then they rebury them. <laughs> I think. See, why would you rebury them if you're just going to take them out again? Right. I that's, I, I, that's a lot I, of work. And I'm still in the living room or the deading room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I, no, I think uh, there were uh, stories of or parts of this article that mentioned people keeping their grandmothers or whoever in a freezer. Man, some of these people, like, they look like they just died months ago. This is fucked up. Definitely got to post this to the group. Uh, you, yeah, don't really got, you don't really got to post that one to the group. I really, you already posted yeah, the just, cheat with the nuts, man. Yeah. I, 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 Only yeah. if you look at it. Very loud typing going on. I have a Windows. question. I have a question. Uh, where's the sheep's dick? Because, like, okay, he has a huge ball, it's but like the thing that's peeing on the balls. <laughs> <laughs> this, this whole time, they're like, "Oh yeah, the sheep has uh, really, really big balls. We're gonna pay half a million for him." Uh, figure out it's a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a female. T- <laughs> Dog, stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, hey. And all this ties into the fun fact of the week. Before, well, no, not the dead part. The balls part. Before the term, <laughs> before the term bloopers was coined, outtakes were called boners. Oh, I feel like I knew that. Really? I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm not gonna explain why. Let's just yeah, not right. go into that, that rabbit hole. Did you know that? Okay. Um. Wow. Well, this has been a great, great, great episode. I would like to just say this: without Russell, everything goes to shit. I feel like Russell is actually a a cent. A cent. Oh, what? This was a boner episode. <laughs> the, oh, the boner episode. Okay, got it. <laughs> Um, so I just feel like Russell's like a centerpiece in terms of stopping us from going too far because it'll be like, okay, like he got like we we know that wait, we will, what, what gave you that idea? The part that we're at our, our three right now, right? I'm I was gonna kidding. say <laughs> our three. day two of this goddamn talk. If you're still listening, insert this too. This is exactly how you used to have to watch Star Wars movies back right. in the day on VHS. <laughs> hey, dude, bro, I... no cap. This is uh, Lord of the Rings, dude. Angus from high school let me borrow his fucking Lord of the Rings set, and I fell asleep on that shit, too. But that shit, I fell asleep on that shit in the middle of a Saturday afternoon, sun is shining. I was like, this shit is, I watch about 30 minutes. You guys, dude. stop right now. Just stop right now, okay? Just enough. Also, I do have, you know, how technology has improved, and I have the Blu-rays on extended edition, and they still come in multiple discs because they can't fit all the time, <laughs> all it. of them on one disc. Damn it. What man. the fuck? So you have all the Star all the Star Wars movies on Blu-ray? Like the whole? Star, I was talking about Lord of the Rings, but yes, Star Wars oh. as well. Yes, I do. Oh. Fuck. Except for the, the new ones. Sorry, I have the, I guess, first six on Blu-ray. What's your favorite, of all the movies, what's your favorite Star Wars? Out of the new movies, you of, said? No, of all the movies. What's your favorite of one? All of them? Yep. Empire. So Star Wars 2, well, five. Five. Right? Yeah. Yes. Empire Strikes Back. 
All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, this has been episode seven. <laughs> this has been episode seventy-seven. <laughs> All right. Correct. It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I got gotcha. you. You can find me on at find me on Twitter at C Nova KPZ or CD Record on everything. <laughs> you can find him in St. Louis. Uh, it's your boy Rick McCoy, aka Mr. What to Do, aka Young Splash God. And you know where you can find me. You can find me at Rick McCoy KPZ on Twitter. St. Louis. And St. Louis. And on then also uh, Rick McCoy Red Lewis. St. Louis the 13th. <laughs> can we name L-E-W-I-S? It's Cody. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Waka, Waka Bear. Is his name? Fassy Bear? I'm thinking of Walk. I'm thinking of he said Waka Bear. I'm thinking of like Waka Flock and I'm thinking of the fact that he's like he says Waka. Like, Waka Fassy Flame. Waka Faka Bear and shit. Waka Fassy Fame Flame. Waka Fassy Flame. <laughs> this is why we need Russell. <laughs> CDB calling everything. <laughs> Wait, why did you have like a flanger? Yeah, yeah, like a whole opera, like. Wow. Get them all in the post. Man. So, and on that note, <laughs> gang! <laughs>